Princess. Welcome back to another episode of Princess Chronicles. So glad that I can share some time with you today. You know, for the month of September, we're talking all about prayer. And so this week, we'll just talk about praying for our community. Let me ask a question. How many of you know your neighbors? And I mean, know their names, not just what they look like. So raise your hand if you know your neighbors. I wonder how many of you actually raised your hand. Um, But, you know, sometimes we have that garage door effect. I know I am guilty of this myself, especially when my husband's driving. We open the garage door, we pull our car in, we bring it down. We don't even give the opportunity for anyone to, you know, maybe say hello. For him, he is notorious for this. I wouldn't mind leaving the garage door open. Um, But... Yeah, he closes it right away. But how many of us do that? We put our heads down in the sand. We don't um, know our neighbors. Not like in the day where I remember growing up and in our neighborhood, we knew the neighbors on the entire block. And that is because if you did something on one end of the block, you better be sure by the time you got home, it had already been relayed back um, so that it is meeting you face to face in the door by the time you made yourself down the block. That's how well we knew our neighbors. We knew our neighbors so well that they could even discipline us from their end of the block and then we still get it by the time we get to our end of the block. But not so much these days. Yeah, there's some of us that know our neighbors, but for the most part, we don't. We don't know the ones to the right or the left. At least we don't know their names. And for some of us, we don't even know what they look like. I can tell you, at least I know what my neighbors look like. And yeah, they've shared their names with me, but I don't have a very good memory, especially when it comes to names. So I remember faces. So I say, hey, neighbor, because I know their face. But do we really get take the time to know our neighbors, know our community, know what is it about? Or do we be so self-absorbed that we focus solely on ourselves? If it's not happening within the four walls of my home, then I don't really concern myself with it. And I think that's an issue with our world today, that we are so self-absorbed, that we are so focused on just me, myself, and I, or my little community, my little personal huddle, that I don't really reach out to those in my community, that I don't really extend that out. And I know that, you know, sometimes it's okay that we're focused on inwardly, but I think it's so much more important that we take our focus and we make it external. And I think if we're followers of Christ, and of course, of course we need to take care of our own household. The Bible tells us that, but it also tells us that we are to look out for our neighbor. That's the, one of the questions I think that um, when God asked Cain, Um, where's your brother? And his response is the response that we give one another in our own, I think our own mentality is, am I my brother's keeper? Like, am I responsible for my neighbor? Am I responsible for my community? Am I responsible for the things that are outside of my home? And I want to tell you, yes, you are. See, the reason why God asked that question is not because he needed an answer for knowledge's sake. He was trying to explain to Cain the importance of valuing your neighbor, to love your neighbor. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, look, there are two commandments that if you do those two things, you are totally 
obeying the law, fulfilling the law, all the prophets and the law, that if you love the Lord your God with all their heart and mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. So that knowing your neighbor is important because it's the first step of knowing your community. How on earth are we going to know our community if we don't even know the names of our neighbor? How many of us take a walk around our community just so that we can take a look at, you know, what's going on? And, you know, maybe there's a new planter. Maybe there's a new neighbor moved in down the block. Extending ourselves. Look, we're called to spread the gospel. And that doesn't happen just solely in the four walls. And for it doesn't even happen within the four walls of our church buildings. And I know we think that I'm spreading the gospel when I go to church and I'm speaking to my friends or, or my neighbors at church. And yeah, there is a sense that we are sharing the gospel for those that come to our churches who may not know Christ um, and may be seeking. But for the most part, it's in a community. It's in the day-to-day, minute you know, things of our days in which we have the opportunity to share the love of Christ. Think about it. You spend more time in your community than you do in your church building. For some of us, we spend more time in our community than we do even in our own homes. So of course, it is an opportunity for us to use that marketplace ministry right at our jobs even if it means that you know because sometimes I go Nikisha I can't you know speak though or pray at my job I can't talk about Christ I can't you know witness to people I would say yes you can you may not be able to break up in your Bible and stand up and quote a scripture and, and give a sermon at your workplace but you can definitely live a life that is worthy of the gospel so that others may look at you and go, something is totally different about her. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's different. And I know this from my own personal experience, how people would come, you know, to me and bring me their questions and their problems and wanting to know how I could be so happy when they knew I was dealing with something or, you know, when I was discouraged and how I handled things. And yeah, it was just the way I live my life on a day-to-day basis. And no, I am by no means perfect at all. I have a whole list of flaws. But I understand that who I belong to is far greater than anything that I can um, think of. And therefore, my trust and reliance is that he will take care of my flaws. And all I have to do is surrender to him and love my neighbor. And I think in the world that we live in today with so much anger and so much hatred for our neighbor, I have, you know, it is, you know, barring a cup of sugar for my neighbor is like long gone. Where are the days of that, you know, going next door and door and, you know, barring something for our neighbor and truly repaying it back. Where is that? Where's that community that we talk to one another, that we fellowship with one another that we you know our kids went to their backyard and their kids went to our backyard like where is that community that village we should be praying for our communities we should be seeking the face of God for our communities 
that they are restored back to truly being a community. The whole word of community is being a group that is brought together. And no, we don't all have to agree. We don't have to all agree on the same things. We don't have to look the same way. We don't have to agree. We don't have to wear the same things. Our lawns don't have to look the same. But by all means, I think as followers of Christ, we have a responsibility to pray for our community. We have the responsibility to live and love our community instead of just with our heads plucked down and and thinking if it's okay in my home then it's okay everywhere else there are neighbors of yours that are hurting there are neighbors that are in domestic violence situations that you may not even know anything about because your head is so far down you can't see that maybe your neighbor needs a shoulder to just not not even indulge all their problems but just a smiling face that can encourage them that they can keep going. There are neighbors of yours who are battling depression and anxiety. There's a neighbor of yours, I promise you, who feels like giving up. There is someone in your community that is ready to throw in the towel. There is someone in your community who has just gotten a promotion, but nobody that they could celebrate with. There is someone in your community who has had a baby and not sure what to do because they're on their own. There is someone in your community that just needs to know that someone is watching out for them. So maybe it's circling around your block and just praying for your community that's in your block. And maybe it's driving through your community and praying for your community. But by all means, it's time to pray for our communities. Maybe you are a very young princess and you're still in school. It's time for you to pray for your community at school. And no, it doesn't mean that you stop in the middle of a hallway and make everybody notice you. But definitely, as you are walking through that hall, you can pray for those that are around you. As you are walking into your classrooms, you can pray for your teachers. Prayer does not mean that I have to stand up on a podium and make very loud noise or let everybody know that I'm praying. No, prayer is, is simple. It is an act of, of pure worship, conversation between me and my maker, my father, Adonai. And I can cry out to him and ask him in the depths of my soul, praying while I'm yet talking and laughing and living in my community and say, God bless the place in which I live. Bless this community in which you have placed me in. Now, I will totally be honest with you. I have lived in some communities where I wanted nothing more than to get out. I don't want to live in this community. I don't want to be around the people in this community. But what if, just what if, God placed me in that community for a purpose? What if he placed me in that community to be a beacon of light to those who were in darkness? Maybe he placed me in that community to love someone so that they could know the love of the Father. Even now in my community, which is not a bad community at all, but we have some neighbors. <laughs> yeah, those neighbors that have moved into our community and... um. They are not the easiest of neighbors 
to have in your community. Let me just say it that way. And it's easy for me to get caught up into, oh my gosh, can they just move? Like they're, you know, loud noise all over the, can they just move? But what if, what if those neighbors were placed two doors down from me for a purpose? What if those are the neighbors that God have placed there that I can pray for, that I can minister to, that I can live a life before so that they can come to know the love of the Father? Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't never never been in a community where someone loved on them enough for them to say at ten o'clock I'll turn down my music. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they just need someone to love on them, and so they were placed two doors down from me. The one that says that they love God with all their heart, mind, and soul, <laughs> but yet does not want to love her neighbor. It's a challenge. I know it's a challenge. And I know some of you are going, Nikisha, that's hard. That's, that's not something I'm ready to do. Well, someone had to love you. Someone had to honor God enough to love on you. You were somebody's neighbor. You lived in somebody's community. You were that neighbor who refused to turn down their music. You were that neighbor. You were the one. I know I was. Oh my gosh, all means I was that neighbor. I was the one you didn't want to have in your community. I was that one. I was the neighbor in which you were like, oh my gosh, did anybody teach her any home training that this music is blasting, that she's extremely loud? Little did I know then, but I know now that God would use this loud voice for his glory. But nobody wanted me as a neighbor when I was in my 20s. But yet I'm sure there was a neighbor that prayed for me. And that's what God is calling for us to do. Pray for our neighbors. Pray for our neighbor. As a matter of fact, Matthew chapter 19, verse 19 says that we should honor our father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh-oh. Now that's become the real issue. That sometimes we find it difficult to love our neighbors as ourselves. Because we find it difficult to love ourselves. And that's an issue that we have to go get right before God. And we have to figure out what's going on with me that I find it difficult to love my neighbor. What's going on internally that I find it difficult to pray for those in my community. Because it's an internal issue. It's not really about your neighbor. It's about where your heart is, where my heart is. And so when I find it difficult to pray for my community or the neighbor that's two doors down, then it's time for me to turn uh, that mirror reflection back on myself and say, okay, okay, God, search my heart. What is it about me that is struggling to pray 
for my community. I don't know about you, but that makes me think today. My community needs me, just as your community needs you. And they need us to pray. They need us to live an example that God has set before us. They need us to spread the gospel. They need us to speak love and truth and love. They need us to smile. They need us that call ourselves followers of the Messiah. They need us to be the light in their darkness. They need us. And so leave your garage door open just a little while longer before you close it. Maybe even get out of your car before you let it down. Just in case a neighbor walks by. Maybe you take a walk outside. Just in case there's a neighbor that needs to smile. Maybe you do a lap around your community and pray. Just in case there is a home there where there's trouble inside and your prayer can make a difference. So here's my challenge to you and myself is that we take at least two days out of our week, just two days. I won't even tell you the length of time. Just pick two days, step outside of your home and pray for your community. I don't know if that's walking through it, driving through it, just doing a circle around your driveway, whatever that is, step outside of your home and pray for your community. Princess, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I pray that something was said um, that would drive you closer to the Father, just spark your heart, um, turn your eyes back towards him, and really realize the gift and calling that he's placed on your life. It's not for you. Those gifts are not for you. It is for someone else. So take some time sincerely and use those gifts to benefit others, starting in your own community. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to just sit before you, to learn of you, to love on you. And we thank you for the gifts and callings that you have given to us so that we can use them for others. Father, I just pray that throughout this week that you give us and show us the opportunities that you've given us to speak to our community, our neighbors, to love on them and to pray for them, God. Every time you desire us to pray, just make it so abundantly clear that we can't miss the opportunity to love on our neighbors. We thank you and we honor you. In the name of your son, we pray. Amen. Go in peace. God bless you. God bless you.